You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, Mama friends. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Mama Work It podcast. I am so excited to be here with you, and this week, I'm just going to say it, set the tone here, we're going deep, all right? We're gearing up for the end of the year soon, and I feel like this is always a very reflective season for people. Some people choose to look at the year as like a list of unchecked items they didn't do, and they feel really shameful about that, and then others might be reflecting on what's working and what's not and what changes they want to make in life. So this is our second year, second year end during the pandemic, and I know many of our listeners have thought a lot about their values, their lifestyle, their work, their families, their choices, all the things they may want to make, change, whatever. So because of this, I felt really called to share an episode on trusting your intuition and how powerful and important that is when you're making major decisions about your life. So I want to start by saying that for as long as I can remember, I've been a head thinker. Now you're probably listening and thinking to yourself, what do you mean? Like where else would you think from? Your brain Your brain is in your head, isn't it? You're weird. But there are a lot of people out there who are more heart thinkers. Some people make decisions using their head. They're very logical, practical, analytical. This is me. Others tend to make decisions using their heart. They're emotion-driven. They don't need a spreadsheet or a pro-con list to decide something. If it feels good to them, they do it. Now, I want to just point out there's no wrong way to be. And this isn't an all or nothing. Like if you're a head thinker, it doesn't mean you're a cold-hearted bitch. And if you're a heart thinker, it doesn't mean You're an idiot who is always getting taken advantage of. Of course, there are extremes, but most of us are not the extreme. Most of us tend to fall into one of the two categories for the most part. So typically, I fall into the category of being a head thinker. I make decisions that make sense. I like data. I like numbers. I like processes. I like facts. I'm kind of annoying like that. But as I've grown as a person, whether that be in life experiences or personal development work or just the individuals I'm blessed to have met and learned from, I have been able to start incorporating more of the heart space into decisions. And this has really opened up more understanding and really another realm of space to assist me in that decision-making process 
when I'm faced, especially with major, major choices. So because being a heart thinker is not something you can quantify or demonstrate in an Excel spreadsheet, I tend to think of this area as something more in the subconscious space. Some people call this their intuition. Some people call this God. Some people call this universe. This show is not meant to steer you in any religious or spiritual or cultish direction. I believe in God, but I never force my beliefs on anyone. I also believe strongly that God, that intuition, that universe, that your subconscious exist. And I can't deny the fact because I have this knowledge and belief. I have to share it with you. I have to share it with you. It would be a sin not to. Now, why am I bringing this up on a podcast focused on time management and productivity and mom life? Here's why. When you don't create time or space for these things, when you're too busy running errands and submitting proposals and driving your kids to and from activities, when you're too exhausted to just be still at night before you go to bed, when you're do you are doing yourself a major a major disservice. You're ignoring some pretty powerful insight trying to come through and warn you or steer you or help you live your best life. And I think we can all agree we all want to live our best life, right? So let's get down to it. How can we make time, create space, get better at listening to our intuition, especially when we're facing a big decision or a major change or just feeling stuck in the day-to-day and not feeling good about that? I'm going to share with you some practical steps you can do when it comes to this. I'm also going to tell you, especially if you're a head thinker, this doesn't mean you should just ditch your head and irresponsibly follow your heart. While sometimes your intuition may be so strong, it screams this at you and you have no other choice but to do just that, other times it may be a combination decision. You may need to work with this diverse audience and talk it out to yourself. You may need to come to a compromise between the two sides. But if, it, if I can just say this, your intuition is never wrong. You just need to get really good at hearing exactly what it's telling you. And that's what takes practice. But don't worry. If this all feels really foreign to you, I'm going to give you plenty of ways to start incorporating that practice into your day. If this also feels weird to you, I'm going to encourage you to just try one or two things and then only continue them if they feel good. Now, obviously, new things can feel strange at the beginning. They're different. They're new. And after all, That doesn't always feel so good, right? But strange and new isn't the same as not for me. There is a difference and you will know which one it is when you do it. I also want to mention that even if you try something right now and it feels too awkward, that doesn't mean in three months or six months or a year or five years from now, it won't be the right fit for you. We are always evolving. We're on a continuous growth journey and I know I am a prime example of that. Let me tell you a quick story about that. A few years ago, 
I wrote a newsletter to my subscribers with the subject line, um, say it with me now, okay? (laughs) You would think from that subject line, I was into meditation at the time. But in actuality, when you opened the newsletter, my email started something like this. Just kidding. I don't meditate. Who has time for that shit? Yes, I actually wrote this. If you've been a subscriber for a while now, I am sorry. I meant it to be funny. I really had no judgment for people who meditated. It just wasn't for me. It didn't feel right for me at the time. Let's fast forward to this morning as I record this podcast. I started my workday with an hour-long prosperity meditation. An hour freaking long. Who even am I? I have become someone who meditates. If you asked me this two years ago or whenever I sent that newsletter, if I would ever be someone who starts their work day meditating, I would have laughed in your face. But now here we are. You are always evolving just because right now you're not into something. You're not a heart thinker. You don't even know what your intuition looks like, feels like, sounds like, smells like, doesn't mean you can't become her BFF one day. It doesn't mean you can't hire her to become your number one decision-making consultant in life. Things can change. So let's dive into three steps. You can start working alongside your intuition. I'm going to say one more thing about this before we head into our practical steps. Don't wait until you're faced with a big decision to start doing these things. Sometimes things come through in the form of intuition that we weren't even expecting. Sometimes you didn't even know there was a decision or a direction you were meant to come across, and yet, pop, there it is. Your intuition planting a seedling of an idea into your brain. If you've already cultivated a close relationship with her, you'll be able to more easily uncover this and explore its possibilities rather than spend lots and lots of time contemplating and analyzing and questioning and wondering and driving yourself crazy with the back and forth of what this idea even means. If you can strengthen that bond with your intuition in advance, you can be sure you'll more easily be able to navigate the waters when they get rough. So here we go. We're going to go into our three steps. Are you ready? Let's do this. Step number one, carve out white space. Make a commitment that you will prioritize an unscheduled amount of time each day to just be with yourself. You won't watch TV. You won't scroll social media. You will unapologetically spend this time with you and your intuition, or God, or the universe, or whatever you want to call it. Don't worry about what you'll be doing during this time or how long this needs to be. It can be as long or as short as you want it to be. Just ensure that you are prioritizing this each and every day. Okay, so step one, carve out white space. Make make it a commitment, make it a priority every day to connect with your intuition. Step two, how do you connect? These are some ways that you will connect, okay? There are many ways people connect with their intuition on the regular. They pray, they journal, they meditate, they listen to worship or meditative music, 
They spend time in nature. This is your unique experience. So you can feel free to try one or more of these examples or just do something that feels good for you. The important thing is you are connecting. So when you pray, you're having a conversation with God. When you journal, you're letting whatever comes to your heart flow onto that paper. When you meditate, you're clearing the clutter and connecting to your subconscious being. When you listen to worship or meditative music, you're also opening up yourself to connect at that heart, that intuitive level. You're listening deeper. When you're in nature and being mindful of what's around you, you can go deeper than that superficial level that you're likely operating on during the hustle and bustle of the day. Okay, so that was step two. Step two is about ways to connect during that time that you've carved out in step one. Step three is to listen, is to listen. So a while back, I was struggling with feeling really fuzzy about my direction. I felt like my intuition wasn't guiding me, but the real problem was not that. The real problem was that I wasn't listening. This was not on purpose, okay? I was not acting like my kids when I tell them seven times to get their shoes on. I wasn't intentionally ignoring my intuition mom. I literally couldn't hear her because I was filling my time, my space, my mind, my heart with so much noise. It was impossible to hear her. I needed to listen. It can be hard to listen if you're always busy and you're not creating time or space for connection. It can also be hard to listen if you're not willing to. We can solve that problem of busyness and noise by doing steps one and two. But sometimes, even when we do those things, we've blocked ourselves in a soundproof room without even realizing it. This is because we've lost touch with belief. It can happen even once we've been able to successfully cultivate a good relationship with our intuition. We can let our ego step in and say things like, where's the proof? Or are you crazy? Or what are you even thinking? And then we go back to a comfy space of head thinking and we start doubting everything. I know I've been in these shoes, but that doesn't mean it's not possible to get back to a place where you can hear your intuition loud and clear. You just need to listen. You need to make a really conscious and subconscious effort to hear what your intuition is telling you. Sometimes it is such a faint whisper when we're in this space. It's, it's just really, really important to go so deep plug in our AirPods, be quiet, and just listen. So our intuition can come in forms of signs, audible voices, dreams, visualizations, internal communication that gets transcoded into the language of our hearts and feelings, of individuals we trust and respect, dropping subtle or not subtle clues. It can happen in so many different ways. We need to listen and be open and be ready to receive the information and not locked in that panic room alone and off limits. So let's recap this really, really fast. So step one is to carve out space every day to make this a priority to connect with your intuition. Step two are the ways to connect. 
You can do this via prayer, journaling, meditation, listening to specific sounds or music, spending time in nature. This is your unique experience. You get to decide what this looks like for you. And step three is to really listen, really hear what your intuition is telling you. This can come in so many different forms. It can come in visualizations, in dreams, in audible noises, in the form of people telling you things, in the form of signs or messages out there. Listen. Be available and open and ready to listen. So like I mentioned earlier in the show, this week's episode is a little different than our normal topics and chats here, but I felt a really strong intuitive nudge to share it with you today. I got a sign this morning about it, so I didn't know what it meant at the time, but now as I wrap up the show, I get it. I don't do this every day, although I'd like to start getting into the habit of it, but today I pulled one of my angel cards to hear what message God, the universe, had for me. And it said, the card said, don't dim your light. Basically, let your freak flag show (laughs) and don't be afraid to authentically be you on any and every level. Don't try to fit in. Don't try to be like everybody else. Just don't dim your light and be yourself. So I have always felt a little bit unique. And in fact, the idea of being basic It feels like a death sentence to me, but I also think it's human nature to want to fit in. So there's a push and a pull that I've got going on with that. Today, I have totally let you in on this other side of me that I don't always share on these episodes or in my work, and I hope you have found it helpful. I hope you have found it relatable, maybe even inspiring to learn about yourself in this way. If this sounds like something you want to explore more, and if you're looking for more ways to bring this into your time, your schedule, your life, I would love to talk to you. I'm dropping in the show notes how to schedule your totally free 45-minute breakthrough call where we talk about ways to break free of your busy, hectic life and to find more time to do the things that you love. Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for you, for your time, and for your commitment to yourself. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, If you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.